there's nothing more than like being an entrepreneur to really force you to learn about yourself and see really like the good, bad, and the ugly of what you succeed at, what you need to really, really work on, what things really trigger you, what things cause you to go into a deep, dark depression hole, (laughs) which I have definitely been in on multiple times throughout my business journey, just because I'm like, damn, I cannot find the thing. Like, where is the thing? What is that, 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 um, you know, just what is my true, true calling? Like, I know I love fashion, but like, where do I stand with this and how do I find it? Welcome girls to the get up girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome to the Get Up Girl podcast. I am your host, Joanna Vargas, and I am here live. If you're listening to this podcast, you can also hop over to YouTube and watch it or all the other places where we have video. And I have my gal, Stephanie Gilstrap. She is our virtual style coach, and she and I have been friends for a couple years now. And Stephanie, I am so excited to see you. How the heck are you? Oh my gosh, girl. Yes. It's so good to be back. It has been a while. So this is a nice little reunion. I've been doing well. Thank you so much for asking. And I see that it was your son's birthday. So I'm always following you on Instagram. So love it. You know, everybody listening that you see people on Instagram. So it feels like you see them all the time. But then when you actually see them in person, you're like, wait, it's been a few years. So we kind of have that relationship. Well, Stephanie, she is our bougie beach, and she's the one that's going to help you thrift. So go to the thrift stores. And I have been doing that more often. And here's the interesting thing, Steph. I grew up in thrift stores before it was cool, like way before it was cool. And my mom would always come home with the fines. Oh my gosh, I found this for $2 and it would be a guest shirt when guest was like all big. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> and hardy shirt back in the day. She's like, oh, look what I found for $4. She taught me how to do it. So what I want to do is I want to jump right in. Tell me about this because I know you've shifted into this within the last year or so, right? What got you into it? And like, tell us, no, let's start with that. What, what got you into this? Yeah. So, you know, like growing up like you, you know, like we were, we definitely like thrifted. There was, you know, we did a lot of shopping at like Walmart, Kmart, that kind of a thing. And for me, there actually was like a lot of shame around that. 
Um, it was not like a positive thing for me to be like, oh my gosh, look at this deal I got. It was more, I, f I felt like really embarrassed about it, honestly. So when I got into fashion, I was very much avoiding that side of myself, I think. And, um, you know, so there for quite a while, I was promoting like Amazon and things like that because I was like, well, it does check the boxes in terms of, you know, it's something that everybody has access to. It's really inexpensive because that's always been a, a, a real part of me and my business is being able to teach people how to dress well without spending a ton of money. Um, so I started promoting a lot of Amazon because it was just easy. And as time went on, it started to just not feel totally right to me. Um, I still shop on Amazon sometimes, but fully promoting that, I was like, there's actually another way. And I found myself actually like thrifting on the side, but not really wanting to show it because that subconscious child within me was like, I don't you know, like, am I not cool because I'm like thrifting? So I wasn't being upfront about that. I wasn't talking about it. And then finally, just kind of one day I was like, you know what? Honestly, Amazon is horrible for the planet. There's so much like fast fashion on Amazon. And again, I partake in it to a certain extent, um, but it just wasn't feeling super great. So I was like, you know what? I really feel like this resistance is a sign to actually dive in and own that part of me. Um, and so that's why I made the, the shift to thrift. And um, that's what I primarily promote. And now I'm promoting a lot more of like getting really high quality like designer items for a thrifted price as well. So that's been really fun. Everybody listening, follow Stephanie. Your Instagram is Steph G Style. Yes. Follow uh -huh. her. And then also you're the owner of Rebel Revival. Yes. Uh-huh. And is that the name of your company? That's yeah, that's the name of my online store essentially, where I um basically I get a lot of items and I especially in the designer realm where I fix them up essentially like i've learned how to um take care of leather and clean up leather and reshine it up and polish it and things like that so i'll get these designer items and fix them up myself and then i will pass them off to you guys the consumers um for a significant discount off of what the retail price would be they're just really really gently used still in great condition items what a great idea i didn't know that see this conversation Okay, what is your favorite thrift store? Like, do you have a certain brand? Do you go to Goodwill or do you go to some of the smaller ones that are not the big brands? Yeah, you know what? That's a good question. I, I mean, right now I'll just I'll kind of go anywhere, but I do naturally veer towards goodwill. Um, I know, so, you know, some people it's a mixed bag of feelings towards the company of goodwill, but in my opinion, you know, they're a business just like any other, and. I um, I know that they definitely have the biggest draw because when people think of donating items, nine times out of 10, they just, it's easy to just send them to Goodwill. So I feel like the majority of the time, that's where I have the best luck. Um, and plus there's so many locations and stuff like that. I'll definitely stop into like a random thrift store if I see it. Um, but majority of the time I'm kind of drawn more towards the Goodwills, so. One of the biggest things that my mom taught me when we used to thrift when we were younger and even older, like when I was in my 20s, 
she would teach us, look, when you go to a thrift store, this is not, you're not just browsing. It's not like you go to a mall. It's a different tactic, so to speak. Because when if you go into a, a mall, let's just say a Macy's, everything is color coded, et cetera. Now, some, I have the Salvation Army by my house. Everything is color coordinated. However, some of them are not. So it's not like you're just looking and your eye will bring you to something. So she, what she taught me, Steph, is that she's like, you go through every single piece and you do it fast and you go click, 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 click. And there's like these certain hangers that Goodwill and Salvation Army and the thrift stores will use, if you all know what I'm talking about. And it makes a sound and it's like click, 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 click. And she's like, you have to go fast. This is not, oh, look at this. Check, and that's how you do the whole store. And that's how you find the pieces where everybody else says, how did you find that at the thrift store? I go and I didn't see anything because you're looking in a different, with a different eye. So with that being said, what's your biggest tool or tip telling somebody that's getting into thrifting? I would definitely say one of my biggest things is to make sure if you have the time to go through every single section, because like you said, it's it's not like a regular department store where you just head straight to the women's section and, you know, that's where or you head straight to the tops. It's like things are mixed together. You'll find sometimes I'll find some of my greatest gems in the pajama section. Uh, I feel like that's a section that so many people stay. Yeah, they stay. They stay away from it because it just feels gross. But what what I find is one time I found a $300 brand new bathing suit stuck in the pajama section. Any Anything that is remotely like satin type material for some reason just gets defaulted to the pajama section. So one time I found an anthropology blazer. It was like a $300 blazer for like $6. Wow. Um, so that's definitely something to look for. And if I could add like another tip is you know, like you were saying, I totally like click through really fast and you have to know kind of what's the main thing that you are like drawn to or looking for. So for me, I have kind of a collection of things in my head just because I deal with fashion all the time that I always am just subconsciously looking for as I click through like um, really like a nicer feeling fabric. Um, texture of some kind, something unique or a unique color scheme or something like that, that I always pay attention to my instinct that if something immediately draws my attention in that split second, I need to like look closer at it and investigate a little bit more about like the fabric content, the brand, the quality, the price, really evaluate that piece. And if it fits all the things that I'm looking for, great, grab it. And if not, keep going. Yes, absolutely on that, because in your eye will be drawn to that. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, I've noticed that with the Gen Zers and the next generation, I don't even know what they're called anymore, but yeah. they're really drawn to. Now, here's the difference, because uh, I know some of them, they're not drawn to thrifting like the thrift stores you and I are talking about. They're more drawn to the the flea markets. And mm -hmm. I go to the flea markets and I'm like, oh, you could get this at the thrift store for a quarter of the price and what they're doing is what you and i are doing they're going to the thrift stores they're finding those and then they resell them hey it's great for a business owner totally get it but there's also i've noticed this level of like no i got it at a flea market it's better than i got it at the thrift store mm -hmm. and so i noticed that have you noticed that 
Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, flea market stuff definitely feels like kind of like trendy. I also feel like it's, it's very like social media kind of and plus like they're, they're usually outside, which kind of brings like a whole new vibe, I think that people enjoy. Um, but you're right. I mean, thrift stores are typically like a fraction of the price, I guess with the flea market, they're cool because two, you get like a little bit more of like an experience, I guess, with it. Yeah, kind of like an outside like garage sale type experience, I guess. But yeah, I've I've totally noticed that, which is funny. And both also too, though, I think flea markets are a little better for like home decor type stuff, which is interesting as well. So I guess if you're someone that's looking for home decor and or fashion or both, um, that's maybe going to be like a fun thing for you to go do. So yeah, I just saw this. A documentary about furniture and mm -hmm. you said fast fashion there's also fast furniture and mm -hmm. so we're actually using up so much wood because we buy things at places like ikea or target and you keep it for a year and then you get something else where our grandparents our great-grandparents bought a set of like something for their house and they kept it forever and it was such yes. good quality and different types of wood so that's how i see also the fashion as well if we mm. really want to change the planet you could go to flea markets and buy a piece of furniture that was maybe built in the 20s and the 40s and that wood's going to stay with you forever and we're not killing more trees so wanted to throw that out there last mm. thing before we get into our real talk about business i do want to give this tip in case anybody doesn't know when you go to a thrift store that what they do is they put colors on each item so let's say there's a red white blue yellow etc and what that is is it's the date that it came in you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say all the dates that everything that came in the first two weeks of October, all get a yellow, mm -hmm. right? And then the next one, they all get a red. So what they're doing is they're moving inventory from which the time it came in. So when you go into a thrift store, you could call as well and say, hey, are you having a sale today? Which nine out of 10 times they are. And they'll say, yeah, the sale today is all the white items because the white items have been here for three months and we're trying to get rid of them and then once you get the white and it's half off so wanted to throw that out there and if you knew anything else steph please tell us yeah. right now. oh my gosh that's such an amazing tip actually um i know not all goodwills do this i learned that this on TikTok when i posted a video about it but um locally here in arizona all the goodwills um, where i'm at every uh thursday is dollar thursday so the color of the day on the tag all those items are a dollar Wow. Does it matter yeah. if it's a higher price? Yeah. As long as, because those are items, like you said, that they've been, they've had for a long time and they're just trying to move inventory and they do it specifically right before the weekend because they're putting all the new inventory out for the weekend. Um, so that's like a really cool day to go. Although I will say it's just like anything else that we can over consume at the thrift store as well, because things are typically inexpensive. I know prices are going up, which there's a lot of complaints about that even at thrifting the prices are higher but um you know just i would use regular shopping tactics and just try to make sure you're not just saying oh this is only a dollar i'll go ahead and get it and then never wear it and then it goes right back to the thrift store right because also there is something to be said about 
you know, leaving it, if you're not going to wear it, leaving it for someone that could actually use it. Right. Um, but that can, that's a really cool, yeah, thing to definitely check in with your local thrift stores and just see what kind of specials that they have, like you mentioned. Steph, I'm laughing because I just did that. I did a thrift run about two months ago and I had one of those big bags. I went in for like one thing and I literally, I probably got 25 things and <laughs> everything for like 60 bucks. And I got new shoes. I'm like, oh, but I can use these for a Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> If you are actually going to wear them, then I fully support it. So, <laughs> yeah. so please listen to Steph on that because you will leave and you're like, oh, my God, I just have to get it because if I don't get it, I'm going to regret it. Mm. Listen, okay, let's get real now, Steph, because you and I are both business owners and I want to really talk about the truth, the behind the scenes about owning a business. So first question to you is what is your most challenging thing about having a business and let's get real like what is it for real oh girl oh my gosh well I would have to say for me specifically I mean we've known each other like you said for a couple years and I think maybe I think you've even seen probably the amount of pivots that I've made in my business. And I was actually just funny. I was just thinking this morning about this. There's nothing more than like being an entrepreneur to really force you to learn about yourself and see really like the good, bad, and the ugly of what you succeed at, what you need to really, really work on, what things really trigger you, what things cause you to go into a deep, dark depression hole, <laughs> which I have definitely been in on multiple times throughout my business journey, just because I'm like, damn, I cannot find the thing. Like, where is the thing? What is that, 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 um, you know, just what is my true, true calling? Like, I know I love fashion, but like, where do I stand with this and how do I find it? And sometimes I feel stupid when I make a pivot because I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people that have been following me and they're like, oh, what's she trying now? You know what I mean? And, and it makes me just hesitate and make me feel like I'm not good enough or like, why are all these other people, they just came out of the gate and they're just, their business blew up and here they are. And here I am years later, just still trying to find my place. Um, so I guess that's not really a super specific answer, but that's kind of been a little bit of um, my journey. I am totally mirroring you right now. When people ask me, Joanna, what is it that you do? My family doesn't even know what the heck I do. And I'm like, I know it's just so much. And it's really receiving that I'm multi, multi, million, million faceted facets. And I actually like it that way, though, even though I know people around me are like, what the heck? I couldn't even tell somebody what you do for a living. So mm -hmm. I, I totally get that because I haven't found it yet either. I'm like, I don't even know what, what is that one thing that I sell? Like get clear on your message. And I'm like, I, I don't even, it's not clear yet. And I keep going, keep going, even though I am just as confused as everybody else. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, you know, for anybody listening that can relate to you and I, you know, there is something to be said, like we deserve a damn round of applause for keeping going. 
because how many people literally fail their first or second time or not even just fail, but just something doesn't feel right and they just retract and totally give up and they're like, eh, I'm just going to get a job like it's it wasn't for me or, you know, whatever the case may be. And for anyone that continues to put themselves out there and pivot and change things up and, you know, continue on this journey of really trying to figure out who they are in business. Um, that's, that's a freaking badass trait. You're a badass, Joanna. <laughs> Our badasses. Heck yeah. I tell people, okay, I'm going to, let's start over Joanna. Cause this is what I would really like to say. Let's get truthful. I was just at this workshop and the gal on stage said, you know, raise your hand if you've ever thought about quitting. And I put my hand up like, Every moment of the day, I want to quit. And I'm like, everybody that's not raising their hand, they're lying. They're li I want to quit every five minutes. I'm so done. I just, I want to, let's get real. I just want to be a pretty housewife. And I want to do anything. I'm tired. Screw you. Be like, let's get real. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back up again. It's that yeah. ping pong, you know, I, I could do it. And then you get all excited. And the people around you, going, what is she doing now? And am I willing to receive the, what is she doing now? Energy. I'm like, I'm willing, I'm willing, let's do it. So talking about the quitting stuff, when's the last time you thought of quitting and what was it that wanted to take you out? Oh man. Um, yeah. So I had a really, really tough, um, kind of late, it would have been late 2021, early 2022. Um, so not all that long ago, actually. It was right kind of over the holidays, kind of like last fall, so about a year, less than a year. And um, I just really, I felt like I had really put myself out there. I had done, you know, multiple masterminds. Um, I had spent a shit ton of money. Like I'm talking lots of money investing in myself, which absolutely I support fully investing a lot of money into yourself. But there does hit a certain point <laughs> where you're like, damn, for the amount of money I've invested, why, why can I not get this to like work? What's you know, you, uh, naturally, I started with the negative self-talk of what's wrong with me. Why don't you know, why aren't why do I feel like everybody's just looking at me and not like joining me, mm. <laughs> which which is like a, a whole thing. Right. Um, so I kind of felt like I was in a fishbowl a little bit. And um, I just you know, just a series of events and, you know, especially things with when your business isn't taking off it, it, um, you know, unravels, I feel like into other areas of your life. And obviously your relationship can get affected and, uh, you know, just your family life and your attitude and all the things. Right. And so I just kind of really retracted for a couple months. I put on a ton of weight from my, you know, for my own perspective of what a ton of weight is for me. And, um, I just, I had a lot of cry fits, you know, just like, what am I going to do? Like, what do I do now? And then finally just, you know, one day or not even one day, but just slowly over time, I'm like, I, what do I do now? Like, I got to keep going somehow. So baby steps, you know, crawling out of it, one of the biggest blessings of that was that it it took me away from the pressure 
So then I could regroup my thoughts and really have a clear mind and think, okay, what now, what do I, what's the route I want to take now? And then just went from there. So thank you for sharing that. Gosh, these are the talks that we all want to hear. Because what I see is that boss babe hashtag and it's real cute and sexy and everybody is like, rah, rah, let's quit our job. And I wonder, Steph, is business ownership for everyone? I mean, it's not for everybody, right? If you see bees, not everybody's the queen bee. There's many of, most of them are the worker bees and you have the one queen bee. And many of the worker bees are like, I don't, I'm not down to be that queen bee. It, it is challenging. Yes, it's a whole new skill set. And I, I see that we've glamorized it and we've made it cute and sexy and like it's so easy. And we compare, at least I, I'm speaking for myself, compare these people that have these big businesses quickly overnight. I did it and you can too. And I'm like, I've done so much investing. What is it? There is a hiccup here. What is it? And I want to talk about the investing because it'll pat out to me, but I'm writing my book right now. And the biggest thing that I want to be is very, very transparent, Stephanie. And I want to talk about how much money I've invested. And the more I talk about it, I want to throw it out there, but I've written it down. It's probably around a quarter million dollars, $250,000 that I've invested over, let's say at least 20 years, mm -hmm. right? Some years. Mm -hmm. 35,000, some years 50,000, some years 10,000. But if you add it all up, it's as much to be a doctor, right? And mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it for the world. There were many things that I will do differently if I could go back, but I wouldn't have changed it because I know I'm a pretty smart cookie. When I'm in a room, I'm like, I know stuff because I've invested in my brain and in my well being and myself. Now, my business may not be where I want it to be, but I feel like I'm going to be this overnight success that only took 25 years. I feel it, right? So with that, are you open to talk about the investing and like what you received from it, the the ideas and and your takeaways from that? Yeah, oh, absolutely, girl. Um yeah, I mean last year I would say 2021 and again, this is kind of what I felt like kind of shot me into one of the things that shot me into my downward spiral um was yeah, in 2021 alone, it was by far my biggest investment year because I just really was like, you know, I went into it like, hell yeah, this is going to be my year. Like, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to meet the right people and shit's yeah. going down, right? <laughs> and uh, so last year alone, I probably spent close to about $100,000 um, on different different things, one of them being... Um, a pretty large chunk of that was a um, like a day with a really big business guru and uh, that I had formed a relationship with just like through um, through a business mentor of ours that we both share together. And he had offered this one on one day and it was a it, it just I was like, you know what, like, I really want to be in this guy's circle. I know that he's going to help me out. I know that you know, this is a lot of money, but I'm going to head down and hang out with him for the day. And he's going to help me with my business and just kind of make those tweaks that I felt like I still needed to really get my business to take off. Um, 
And, you know, I went down there and I had a, a great time, but it just unfortunately didn't quite work out the way that I, I thought that it would. And I, I truly believe that no, no fault of his necessarily. I just also feel like it just wasn't the right timing for me. And I thought that it was, and there is a certain aspect of, you know, sitting with yourself and understanding that like things happen and don't happen for a reason, right? So evidently at that time, I wasn't ready to receive um, the success that I was hoping for at that time. And, you know, I also invested quite a bit into masterminds last year and th things like that. And while it did gain me great connections and things like that, um, it just, you know, it didn't immediately give me what I'm looking for, but I know that also those experiences last year were a huge teaching tool. And I also sometimes it's like, damn, that was an expensive learning, <laughs> right? It was, it was really expensive to just learn whatever I learned, you know, and to grow me to where I am now, which I'm very, very grateful for. But sometimes I'm like, all right, yes. you know, I want that success of what I got out of that to equal income. That's often where my mind goes. So I know I learned so many other things that will eventually lead to that. It's just not that, it wasn't that instant um, gratification that I was hoping for, so. I am still receiving from investments that I made. I was just talking to my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, I see it now. An investment <laughs> I made in 2019, I can remember the moment I press send, you know, on the yes. credit card, on the computer and like, <gasps> you get that, oh my gosh, feeling. But I can yes. see now, three, four years later, that 2019 investment that I made, oh, wow, I'm able to receive from it. Like energetically, I'm pulling, even though it didn't cash out right away. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that, you know, I wish I had a dime for any time I got a DM from somebody or a text that said, hey, I'm looking for a business or life coach. Who do you recommend? And I always tell them, look, try a bunch. This is not the one I'll be on. And they're like, oh, it's not. I could tell their energy is like, this person is going to save me. This mm -hmm. person is going to fix me. And look, there's nothing to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with you. It's you're. This is a buffet and try a bunch of bunch of different things. But that's the biggest thing I see in self-development. And it's sexy right now. It's cool right now. Everybody and their mother is a coach. So everybody and their mother wants to have a coach. And so please just be aware of that. Have the awareness that this is going to be a piece of the pie and the pie can have a gazillion pieces. It's just not eight pieces of a pie. There's so mm -hmm. many pieces, right? And yes. because of that one investment as well, Steph, I met you, right? Mm -hmm. And yes. the other gals, right? Mm -hmm. And it's still contributing to me. And this conversation is contributing to me. Now it may not equal cash, right now, but I know it's going to equal cash sooner or later. And mm -hmm. so I, everybody, I hope listening gets that. And I know Steph, you're, you're not. Yes. So yeah, that I really, oh God, this is a great talk. Gosh, we oh. got to on this. Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. And you hit it right on the head when you said that it so many times we go into self-development and expect it to be 
the thing that is the solution that we're looking for and we're we're looking and for it to to fix us or fix our business or just be this like magical thing and i agree with you because that was me that was why i you know decided to invest that massive amount of money to go down and see that you know it, it, it was like oh he's going to fix my business like oh yeah hell yeah i'm going to make so much more than what i invested or oh i'm going to join this mastermind because all of a sudden it's going to make my business blow up so you're absolutely right that the trickle down effect um is long lasting and that's not to say that it doesn't can't make you feel down in the moment right when you do hope that there are instant things that come of it monetarily especially and then they don't and it's like ah damn it but it's absolutely true that once you take a step back and really look at it, um, the, the trickle down from the benefits that we get from those investments is truly infinite. And it is something that we are going to take with us for the rest of our lives, for sure. Truly infinite. Yes. And many times we can't see them with our eyes, but man, they're infinite. Absolutely. Gosh, congratulations, Steph. Thank you so much for being on. And sharing that, yeah, you are a true get-up girl. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I so appreciate that. I thank you. And thank you for sharing that number. I don't think a lot of people share that, or we don't speak of it uh, enough. Also, you know, somebody that I spent twenty nine ninety nine, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had this friend. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. This was about ten years ago. Side story. And she was talking about how she invested a thousand dollars and she literally was beating herself up for months and months and months for one thousand dollars. I'm like, one thousand? Oh girl. Like joking. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, what? I go, you want to know how much I've invested? And she's like, <gasps> she almost fell over. But I'm like, because we're not having these conversations. So in her mind, she thought a thousand dollars was the most it was ever. And I'm like, girl, that ain't nothing. These are just mm -hmm. They're soldiers and they're out there to work for you. And even though I invested a quarter million, they're still out there working. I may not see them, but those soldiers are marching. Yeah. They are creating troops. Yep. Each investment is a stepping stone, essentially, right? Like it, like I was saying, you know, it might not initially give you get to the end of the, you know, the Candyland game or whatever. You might not get to the end of it, but it is one square forward or three squares forward or whatever um, to help you to eventually get to where you need to be. And some people have a running start you know, where they're halfway through the game board already for whatever reason. Um, but, and some of us start more at the beginning and it requires more investing and more, you know, self-development to really get to where we need to be. But eventually is we, one thing all of us business owners share in common is that we have that grit to keep going, right? And as long as, you know, we continue to share that same trait, then no matter where we are on the game board, we're eventually going to get to where we need to be so long as we continue to make those investments in ourselves. One square forward. Yes. And the grit, the grit to get back up. Thank you, Stephanie. And everybody follow Steph on Instagram at Steph G Style. And then we'll also have your Rebel Revival Instagram mm -hmm. as well so that awesome. people can follow you there and purchase something. Yeah. Okay. I got to follow you there. And I think I'm already following you there, but I got to see you. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. 
I love you, hon. I really, truly appreciate you. I'm in awe of you. And I am so incredibly grateful for you sharing your story today. Oh, I love you too, Joanna. Thanks for giving me the platform. It's always so fun to be here. I'm glad. Thank you. Everybody, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.